painting my nails. <laughs> yeah. And I am doing, I don't even know what, I feel like I'm all discombobulated. So, um, we are drinking our rosé today. All day. Cheers. <laughs> How was your week? I haven't seen you since last week. Last time we recorded. Good. Think a couple things we're gonna do uh, before we actually start talking about our movies. I got some stories to tell you. Oh, I've got some stories for you too. And then we're gonna do bucket, and um, I'm gonna get the formalities out of the way. So this is Element and Chill. You can find us on iTunes, Stitchers, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and you can follow us on Twitter, well, uh, WordPress, and Google Plus. And, okay, so, um, I told you about my personal creeper story. Oh my god, <laughs> Which yes. is funny and weird. And then I had a friend of mine who also had her own version of creeper story, or which is going to turn into a creepy, creeper <gasps> story with my prediction. Ooh, creepy. Yes. <laughs> creepy. Creepers be creeping. Now, is it similar to yours? No. With a stranger this staring at you. This one is so element. So, okay. um... And before I even do her story, I have to tell you what I saw in Redbox last night. What? Sea change. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not even kidding. I was like, holy shit. Like, I wanted to message you right then and there, but I knew I was going to see you today. So oh, my like, gosh. That's way. so awesome. Yeah. So, sea change is in Redbox. My theory is they're trying to get money so they could do sea change, too. Oh, God, please. I know. Yes. I really want sea change. Or maybe they're upping getting the hype out for sea change, too. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That would be amazing. So, Okay. My other creeper story is pretty good. So do you remember um, our friend? I don't know if we have a fake name for her. I don't think it matters. Okay, so she was married for a short period of time. Yeah. And how that ended. I know it was drama, but we were really drunk and all sorts of wasted when you told me okay. or she told me, so I don't remember all the details. Fair enough. So um, anyways, the guy turned out to be like legit cray. And... We found out, like, later on that he'd been, like, slowly manipulating the situation and playing these head games. and it Gaslighting. Became, yeah. Like, it became yes. a really lifetime-type situation, and no one really knew till like, after the divorce. Like, and, of course, maybe I'm projecting a little, but I made it a little more lifetime-y. So, she goes to California to work on these supercomputers, and usually she goes to Berkeley to work on the computer there. And she just got a grant for saving uh, cancer or whatever. Oh, you know saving what? cancer. Uh, yeah, saving cancer. She is a she's pro cancer. <laughs> I know that is a dangerous stance, but save the cancer, she, like save the whales. Yes, um, she's really thinks it's an endangered species, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's always trying to kill it. Wouldn't that be nice? She wants to save it. No, I'm just like so. Anyways, um, so she's at a different area in California working there's two labs there and they have and so her ex and his now present and how long have they been they've been divorced for quite a while yeah a few years now yeah, yeah. so and his present is also a super smart mathematician type chick that works in or a scientist or something like that I don't know they're all like really smart people that I can't handle yeah. like their knowledge Not us. yes so um I guess she found out that they live in the town she's at for this summer so she was out 
bike riding oh, or no. going for a jog or something. She's really active, and she says it's a small town. <gasps> the new girlfriend tried to run over with a car. No, her I've seen that one. Her she had earbuds the new, in. Yes, she did. Her and the new girlfriend, or, or wife, I don't even know if it's a girlfriend or wife, are actually friends on, like, social media. Oh, wow. Because I think they're, like, kind of parallel fields or something. So, you know, it's one of those things. Okay. And the only reason she's not even in contact with the ex is because of him. Like, he's the one that cut off all contact. So, um, she's in this small town, and she sees this Jeep all wide open, and he's sitting in there. <gasps> Shut up. Is he watching her? She, well, she, no, she don't think he saw her, but um, she was freaking out. And she um, picked up her speed, she said. And I said, okay, so when he starts stalking you, I was like, at first it sounds like a sitcom, but then when he starts stalking you, then it becomes a Lifetime movie and I get the rights. So she has to live there for, what, a month or so? Yeah, I think a couple months. Ooh. Yeah. So, oh, so this is the beginning. This is the beginning. This is oh, our okay. meet cute. And that's so cute. All right. So... <laughs> Which of them is going to end up being crazy? Is it going to be him or his new girlfriend? Him. Him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, him. Because if he's repeating his pattern, then it's going to be, you know, the girlfriend or wife is already. Oh, shit. She has no idea that he's crazy. Yeah, she might not know. Or she's slowly, you know, learning. Like little red flag here, little red flag there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that was the big uh, reveal. I thought that was interesting. And then, oh, I found another creeper on the beach. But he was oh creeping gosh. on stuff. And then I... Creeping on stuff. Yes. And then I'm creeping on the creepers now to an <laughs> extreme. Like, it's become a new passion in my life of creeping on the creepers. And I think what happened to me last week is my spider senses are kicking in about creepers. So now, like, <laughs> it's for me to creep on the creepers. That means when my heart races like that before I run into a creeper. There's a creeper around. There's a creeper around, and that means I need to start spying on them. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so tell me your story. Oh, okay. So I have two stories. So I've been living at the beach, like, every day I've been at the beach, working on this nice golden tan. And me and my friend were at the beach the other day, and there was these two ladies. They were tourists. And they were over there trying to take pictures of pelicans. There are these two pelicans floating pretty close to shore, right? Yeah. And uh, they're sitting there trying to get it to come closer for pictures. And they start throwing shells at it to make it think it's food. So it comes closer and closer. It's trying to bite the shells that they're throwing. They're, like, harassing this poor thing. Yeah. So they get it to come up so close to it. And one of these women thinks it's a great idea to reach out and get a picture of her petting it. No. And this thing turns around and it bites her right in the hand. Oh yeah. And we start laughing our asses off because she starts jumping up and down and flailing her hand around and like just yelling at the poor bird. So was the bird still latched on as she was doing that? No, it just nipped okay. her in the hand. Yeah. But she totally deserved that one. She did. That was dumb as fuck. Oh, that was hilarious. So she oh was creeping on the pelican. She was. Pelican shit smells so bad. I hate when they shit near you at the beach. Yeah, we it were does. bombarded. Did I send you pictures like two weeks ago when there was a hundred birds just no. swarming around us? Oh my god! I think maybe you did. I didn't realize how many birds were there. I think, there were I think so you said many birds. birds. It was like that 
Alfred Hitchcock film with the birds. That's so funny because I'm going to talk about an Alfred Hitchcock type movie today. <gasps> Segway, but not yet. All right, second. Okay, okay. <laughs> so you remember how I had a Cincy party at my house on Saturday? Yeah. Okay, so Cincy, it's like where someone comes to your house, the consultant, she sets up her whole table and she sells you the wax and the oils and the diffusers and like all that stuff. So. It was a wine and Cincy party, uh-huh. and so she she was messaging me. I've never met this woman before. I met her one time at a friend's Cincy party, Okay. and I had signed up to do a party, and I got, like, a reward for doing that, like All a right. certain percentage off my order, and she's like, oh, whatever, you know, you'll get perks, you'll get um, free stuff, so I'm like, sign me up, whatever, yeah. so she's trying to get the information on how I want my party to go. She's like, okay, so you want to do just wine? Do you want to do liquor? I'm like, oh, just, just wine, we're good. Because we were going down to the winery the next day. Yeah. And you know our group, we get kind of cray. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's like, okay, is it kid-friendly? I'm like, absolutely not. Not kid-friendly. Um, and she's asking, okay, is it co-ed? Is it husband's going to be there? I said, no, it's a girl's night. No kids, whatever. Yeah. So first red flag. She shows up with her husband and her three kids. What the fuck? To set up. Oh, yeah. So she comes into my house like half an hour late. And they had driven, granted, the weather was awful. Yeah. And they were driving, in, like, an hour from up north. Okay. So they they got here. He came in and helped her set up. I didn't realize that she brought her kid. She said, oh, I brought my help, my husband. He likes to help me set up. Okay. Whatever. He's helping her set up her table. In a she, stranger's home. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Exactly. All right. Uh, that you can forget. Yes. He's not going to stay. He's just setting up. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so he helps her set up. She has a shit ton of bags that she's carrying in heavy stuff. I mean, she's got a huge working mobile office. Yeah. That's her job. So whatever he sets up and as he's setting up and I'm like getting all these bottles of wine open, getting appetizers put out, my front door opens and there's like a kid's head (sighs) peeking in and he's just like looking into my house. And so I asked her, I said, um, is is that your child at the door? (laughs) Do you have kids with you? She's like, I thought I told you to stay in the car, whatever. So he comes in, asks her some question. He goes back out in the car. I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. Yeah. So anyway, she stays and she does her thing. And I guess the husband takes the kids to Beefo Brady's just right down the road for dinner. I'm guessing they were there for like an hour or two. She got here at six. She was supposed to leave around like nine and she ended up leaving at like 11. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, we're all drinking wine. It's a sip and sniff party. Yeah. And apparently this chick is, she's really never drank before. And she picked that night to get her first time drunk ever. Well, at, at a party, she's yes. supposed to be like, yeah, it's her business. Yes. And she oh. doesn't even know you guys. No, 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 no. Okay. So it started <laughs> off. We were all just like, we killed like eight bottles of wine. Yeah. Well, that's normal with that group. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the strobe light came out and it became a dance party later on. But so my husband was home and he was drinking from our keg of mango beer that we got. Yeah. And she didn't really care for the glass of wine. I asked her if she wanted another one. She was doing fine. You know, she was doing her presentation. She asked if she could try some of the mango beer. Okay. And then she kept drinking it and kept drinking it. And then she started to get really sloppy and forgetful and dropping things. And then she, like, she forgot to collect people's payment information. They had to, like, tell her, hey, don't you need my credit card information? And then when everybody had turned in their slips and the party just kind of went a different way, everyone starts chilling and hanging out, party's over. Yeah. Instead of packing up, she's drunk. And I can tell she's kind of drunk. Yeah. Like, she couldn't make change from oh, one no. of my friends paid in cash. And she's trying to figure out how much change to give. A $32 bill for $40. Oh, my God. So she yeah. starts following me around the house, 
And she's like, oh my gosh, drinking is so much fun. I think this is going to be my new hobby. I've never been drunk before. What? Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, how old is she? She's like in her 30s. Okay. Maybe 40. So she's a grown ass woman. She's like late 30s, maybe early 40s. She has a husband, three kids. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So meanwhile, so at this point, it's like 9, 10 o'clock. Uh, Kevin walked outside and apparently her husband and her three kids were just sitting outside the house with the car on for who knows how long, like an hour. I don't know. You can't see my eyes right now. They just went three sizes too big when she said that. Oh yeah. So it's like, at this point it's like 10 o'clock. So if they, if they went to beef up ready at six, maybe two hours at beef. Maybe. Maybe. There's no sports on right now that they were watching. Yeah. Um, the kids can only play the shitty video games exactly. for so long. So okay. I would assume that they were out there for like an, at least an hour and a half, two hours, just Holy sitting there in front shit. of the house waiting on drunk mom to finish. <laughs> so he notices drunk mama. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, um, can I help you? Oh, yeah. Um, my wife's in there doing the Scentsy party. He's like, oh, well, do you want to come inside? Because he's a he's he's a nice person, yes. And you know, I guess he wants some other dude to hang out with. Okay. So this guy's kind of weird. But um, our roommate comes home at this time too, and so he comes in. He sees his wife is like drunk, so he goes out to the garage, and uh, our roommate entertains him and their baby. And then my baby is there. What is it, a boss baby? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And then Kevin is entertaining these kids and, like, keeping them out of our way. He's being good with, like, buffering them from coming into that area of the house. Holy shit. And then, like, she finally packs up her shit and gets out of there at, like, 11 o'clock for the hour drive home. That is crazy. They had a fight that night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yes, that was interesting. Unless he got all the blowjobs. Oh, right. And then maybe he's, like, a little more forgiving. But the way she said it, she's like, oh, I think I'm going to take up, this is my new hobby. Like, who says that? I don't know. I mean, we definitely treat I mean, it as a hobby. <laughs> it's a hobby of mine. But, oh, I got to be someone's unknowing first drunk time. Yeah. Yay. Yay. You got her cherry. I did. It was With her rosé cherry. No, sorry. Rosé all day. Oh my god, that is so fucking funny. Apparently I'm a bad influence. <laughs> Apparently. I didn't even know how bad of an influence you could be. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy it. It's a hobby of mine. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, that is so funny. Like, But that's like the one time she's supposed to be professional. I know, I know. We have had some very crazy... <gasps> Remember the 31 party? Oh my gosh, that, I don't know. Because <laughs> I actually even left before the party started and... I, I remember how crazy it got. Oh, that was a fun party. Because it was crazy when I left. Were you there when, the, the, host, party? when uh, the host of the party like got wasted and passed out? And no. the, the 31 lady was looking for her to finalize this Oh, house. well, I knew the host of the party was already passed out in her bed before I left and the party started. <laughs> and then she woke up and she was freaking out and she was spraying like an entire bottle of Victoria's Secret spray because there was a smoke smell in the house. <laughs> And she didn't want her husband to come home and smell it. Yeah. That was fun. That was a fun summer. I think we all got in trouble that summer multiple times. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. That was funny. Yeah, I left before that party even started, and it was already crazy before when I left. Yeah. So, yeah, that was insane. Um, (laughs) That was great. I'm glad that your party held up traditions. Yes. And that you, you were very much a nice hostess by inviting the proprietor into the party scene. Oh, yes. Not I did say the kids because I did yeah, not invite no. them. And no, honestly, you didn't really invite her either. She just kind of took it upon herself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I offered her a glass of wine. Yeah. 
But then she drank all your beer. <laughs> I have no idea, though, that, like, this grown-ass woman, like, never drank before. Yeah, yeah. Like, in my world, that's, I just assume everybody drinks. Yeah. And can handle themselves. I don't assume everyone can handle themselves anymore. True. Oh, true. Anymore. Yeah. But also, I don't mind when people don't handle themselves. Oh, it was, it was free yeah. entertainment. I- exactly. Like, and it's not even entertainment as... Oh, you're just one of us now. <laughs> because, I mean, I think that was one of our things with being friends was, oh, you get sloppy drunk too. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, cool. okay. Yeah. I don't feel like I have to hide who I really am. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I'm someone that likes to get sloppy drunk, and it works out. Speaking of getting sloppy drunk, let's see how our day's going to turn today. Oh, okay. Yes. Let's do bucket. Okay. Bucket time. Here. Okay. Well, not that I can afford. I can't get sloppy drunk anymore. I know. Age no. is stupid. All right. All right. I know. I don't have all the money in the world to spend either. Oh, I have uh, $18 to my name today. Oh, I have today. 21 <laughs> Okay, good. Okay. All right. So we're going to each pick one again? Yeah. Let's do that again. All right. Okay. Do the honors. Now, if we get Nature Walk, it's going back in here. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair. I, t- I picked from the top this time. Okay. So we're picking from our random bucket of Buffalo Wild Wings napkins from a few years ago of fun ideas that we jotted down. Yes. Choose your own adventures. Ooh, okay. I got putt-putt. I got beach or downtown. That's a bit of a drive, but... Yeah, I mean, we do have Uber and Lyft. Um, let's check the weather once we're done and okay. figure out which of these things we're doing because they're both outside and it was supposed to rain in a few hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and then uh, I got putt-putt. So I think yours is better because our friend doesn't work as a putt-putt anymore and we can't get discounts. And, okay. and there's going to be all the kids there on summer vacation. Oh. Yeah. All right, so yours wins. Okay, so we'll <laughs> probably keep it local, go to our downtown area. Yeah, I think so. Downtown it is. Downtown, downtown it sounds yeah. like sloppy drunk in our future. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, it's not like we can't bring our own beverages and just walk around either. That's not against the rules. It just said the location we needed to be. It didn't yes. say what we had to do in that location. I like it. And you want to get walking in, but then we have rain. But if it rains, then we could do Uber or Lyft. Yes. Oh, gosh. Remember the last time I Ubered? <gasps> oh, yeah. But, hey, yours turned out okay. The last time you Ubered. Oh, my God. That turned out okay, too. <laughs> it did. All right. So, I guess my story is the building. The building. The building. And it is totally a ripoff of Alfred Hitchcock's rear window. Oh. Yes. Did it say it was or just kind no. of? No. Okay. <laughs> but it totally. So it's not supposed to be, but it is. No, but it is. Okay. So, it, you know, it's like when we talk about how if we did Lifetime movies, how we'd rip off ideas uh-huh. of ideas. Yeah, it's totally one of those, which is great. Now, I'm going to point this out right away, which kind of took me back and took me a second to realize they curse a lot in this Lifetime movie. Oh, how so, old is it? You know, I don't know. It couldn't. It's not recent, but it's not an '80s Lifetime movie. Because so. remember the last one, she wouldn't say "fucking hot." Yes. So this one, like they say a lot of mfers. He said mf for this, mf for that, and then I think because I was watching it on Lifetime app, like it seemed like they were like they were substituting the curse words. But I think the actual movie had cursing in it. Or maybe that's just the whole thing in the movie. They talk about the cursing. But it, I just noticed it right away. I was like, oh, that's not like Lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. So it was that was different. Um, okay. So this movie. Oh, well, let me take a nice good sip here. Sippy yes. sip, rosé all day. I had a good workout this morning. And I sweated it out. A lot of things. And I rehydrate. I need to rehydrate. And Rosé sounds like a great way. I mean, it's really refreshing for a nice summer day. 
It's perfect. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I love this. I think I'm going to make it my new hobby. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Actually, I'm not a big rose. I don't think I like rose, but. Normally I don't, but this one is really good. It doesn't have that. It's not too dry. Yeah. And I'm usually not a white wine fan, but in the summer I will drink Same. a lot more just because refreshing. Exactly. All right. Now this is just a drinking podcast. So <laughs> listen to us talk about our favorite wines. I mean, we can. <laughs> we could. We, we can, can make this whatever we want. <laughs> All right. So the building. Back to the movie. Um, it is, we open up and we have this beautiful shots of San Francisco, like, the bridge, Alcatraz, other landmarks, landmarks, landmarks. And then we see a nice, the building. Where is your son? San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco. San, the San Francisco tree. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, like, it's, the building is literally this apartment complex. So, it's, like, one of those, not a high-rise, but it's a nice um, character apartment building, you know, like, it looks good. It looks we don't average. normally have lifetime movie set in apartments. Yes. So this is different. And it, cause it's definitely a city scene. They wanted to paint the oh, city. Yes. So then we go into the apartment and we immediately start seeing pictures of our lead actress. And she is on, um, drugs. I wish. <laughs> oh no, she is in these pictures and all these pictures are journalism pictures. And it's like her on, assignment that's the word I was looking for she's on assignment so, so she's a reporter yes and so we see her in like these dangerous areas with these interesting people because these are her action shots of her doing her journalism and then we see her and she is a preggers oh. to the extreme okay so now she is preggers in her home alone this this bitch is about to pop like of course she's tv pregnant Everywhere else, nothing swollen <laughs> besides that belly. Uh-huh. And that belly is like the biggest beach ball, and they just put it in a dress. <laughs> That's, I mean, it is overdramatic belly. Uh, just so you know, just so you don't think maybe she just ate too much or she's <laughs> overweight. They no. want you to know she's pregnant. She's skinny everywhere else, but that belly. And she's probably got her hand on it. And, like, oh, yeah. Just so you know. And she is dressed better than... Us right now. And we're not dressed poorly right now. But it's casual. She is chilling in her apartment. When I'm home alone chilling with my apartment, I look like a hot fucking rat. Oh, yes. <laughs> loungewear. Loungewear. No makeup. No nothing. Like, oh, yeah. hair, hair not. Uh-huh. Oh, my hair not even up in a cute top <laughs> knot. No. It's like the messy is like, he comes home and he's like, have you showered? <laughs> <laughs> like, it is nasty. So... This chick is, her hair is dead, her makeup's dead, she's wearing a nice maxi dress with this cute cardigan over it. I'm pretty sure she was wearing jewelry. She goes to sleep in lingerie still, too. I bet she does. Uh, There's a couple scenes at night, and she's wearing not lingerie, but cute maternity sleepwear. So she is, anyway, so she's like all comfy on her sofa, and she's cute as hell. And then in walks her friend. And her friend, I guess, also lives in the building, and she's British, and they let you know right away, she thinks says things like bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's really cute. Is she wearing a British flag, just so you, the viewer, know that she's British? You know, <laughs> I'm not surprised that she wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I would have not been surprised if she was, uh-huh. is what I meant to say. But no, she's not. But there's 
plenty of signs that you know she is. So we find out right away that her she's um our main character, I think his name is Jules. Is of course I was watching this movie without paying attention. <laughs> I was cleaning the house. Oh, you. <laughs> oh me! I wanted the babbling to be real. Um, so uh, we find out that our main character, the journalist Jules, pregnant, all of those things she will be called throughout this whole <laughs> entertainment. Um, she is on. She was on bed rest, but now she's on house arrest, as she calls it. So she's not allowed to work or do anything strenuous because I guess this pregnancy, since it's like the biggest belly on the planet. It's the big pregnancy. Yes, it's <laughs> the big pregnancy. She can't do anything else. Her friend that lives in the building, probably her best friend, is like helping her out while she's bed rested or house arrested. And she's a teacher of sorts. We don't know if she's at a university. I'm assuming she's... Unimportant. It's, I guess, it, but they talk about it every once in a while. But it's not the most important. But she had. I'm saying university because this building's nice. Okay. So you have to make money to live here, is what I'm thinking. Okay. So when she comes in, our main lead, Pregos, she is listening to a baby monitor on the sofa. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but this baby, the baby's not born yet. This baby monitor picks up the landlines. Oh, so it's older because it has landlines in the building. Ooh. She can hear everyone's conversation. I like it. Yes. So she's sitting there kind of listening. So when. Hell yes, she is. I would be too. She's bored as fuck. She's a journalist. Thinking about getting one now (laughs) just to listen to people. Yeah. So they don't have landlines anymore. (laughs) So she's listening in. And then when the British chick comes in. She she kind of like puts it away, but then she tells her about it, and then they're listening together. And then Jules takes the high road and is like, "We shouldn't be doing this. You know this is wrong." So she puts it away. Then the British chick says something along the lines like, "You might think it's wrong, but so she puts it on." And so they're still listening. So they're hearing what we find out to be the Russian landlord and his wife on the conversation. So now we're in their apartment. And the Russian wife, you kind of think she's a mail-order bride at first. She's saying how she hates her life. She's going to kill her husband to her friend who we see pic- uh, who we see an image of walking on the street talking on her cell phone. So this had to be mid to late 90s. Cell phones, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's like when cell phones first were, came out. Yes. Because let me see. I, it took me like five, six years to get a cell phone after they first so came out. So it was out. like the Nokia. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so, and she's saying how she, she, she can't live this life anymore. She wants way out. She had the money. She divorced her husband, blah, blah, blah. And she said, happiness is only for Americans. Very thick accent. Then you hear the husband talking. You're thinking, okay, man, Lord of Bride, this is, um, her husband, but he's actually Russian too. He's watching the big soccer game. The big game. Yeah. The big game, um, between their country and some other country. And so anyways, then they, I think that's the only conversation they really hear at that time. Then they hear someone kill someone else. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Death and murder kill. Definitely he's a part of this. Um, so, they say, all right, let's put this away. Something along those lines. I don't know. The friend goes to get papers to grade. Jules starts listening again. Then she hears another neighbor talking about, like, He's kind of talking all thuggish, and he's like, yeah, that bitch was being disrespectful to me, blah, blah, blah. And this other chick's on the other line, and we're seeing images of the people while they're talking. And she's like, what What do you mean? Just let it go. Just let it go. It's not a big deal. And he's like, nah, man, I'm fucking over this shit. And, like, he's, like, really throwing it on the shade. He's like, 
And then so Jules is like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So then when her friend comes back in, she's like, do you know Moss? And she's like, yeah, the guy in the top building or the top floor. She's like, yeah, he's um talking about how he's going to murder someone for disrespecting him. Okay, hold on. So he's talking about murdering someone. And then the Russian mm-hmm. mail order bride is also talking about murdering someone. Mm-hmm. Nice. So all the murder. All the murder. All the murder. And then they also hear a conversation of another neighbor, her and her boyfriend talking, and how she can't stand her husband anymore, and how she wishes he, he was just gone, and the way he treats her is horrible, and how she wants to just be with her boyfriend. So just, everyone in this entire building is just, like, talking on their landlines all day, pretty much. Oh, yeah. That's okay. all anyone okay. ever does. Like, <laughs> and the second anything happens in our por- apartment, they go straight to their landlines. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. So this Never is, the police, though. <laughs> never the police. But this that does play a part in this Lifetime movie. So this is a definitely more Alfred Hitchcock than Lifetime type okay. movie. Then we also find out our lead lady, who's Pregos, she is um, dating a musician. Okay. And he's not there. He is trying to work all these gigs so once the baby is born, he could be around a lot. And because she can't work. and She's on house arrest. Yes. And so, and he's a musician. So, you know, they have to plan accordingly because they don't have typical jobs. But they make good money, but they can't work. And that are not getting paid, kind of jobs. So then, um, our British friend, she's like saying that this isn't healthy for Jules to do. Please promise me you'll stop listening to people's conversations. This is gonna make you crazy. She's like their upstairs neighbor, Moss. Or I'm Ma. sorry, but I'm sorry. She's got nothing better to do. Right. So she's like, I understand it's entertaining. So like that kind of even plays. They even address that issue. But she was the one who initially had said, yeah. uh, when when Jules tried to say, let's not do it, she's the one who had said, no, let's do it. Exactly. But so she, but she sees how Jules is already turning these stories into something crazy. These like, are her stories now. Yeah, these are her stories. And she's like, oh, just don't take it there. And she's like, how do you know... Uh, because she didn't hear the conversation about Moss or Maud or I don't his name's Moss now. So <laughs> um, she didn't hear that conversation. So she thinks Jules is overreacting to the conversation. She's like, "Come on, now you're acting a little crazy. You're hormonal. Yes. You're the crazy pregnant oh lady." Oh my gosh, that comes into play like every of other scene. It does. Because she is so pregnant. I mean, I would say that about her. <laughs> like if she like got anything, it'd be like it's because you're hormonal. Um, so. Let me see. Stuff happens. Life. Life happens. It's the middle of the night. Um, Then the baby's kicking. So she wakes up and she goes to the outside porch. She looks outside. She sees a van. She sees two men holding a rug, a rolled up rug, putting it in the van. Something drops. They put it in the van too. Then one of the men see her on the porch, point at her, get like this... Um, you know, like English cops in the nightsticks they the use. The baton. Yes. Oh, yeah. It looks oh like one of those, and he like points at her, and he's like, mm, like he sees her. <laughs> so she turns, she backs off, turns off the light, and then like goes back on the porch. And then they're like, oh, it must have been nothing. They drive off. So um, she also hears more conversations of Moss and the woman he's talking to, and he's saying, oh, I took care of her. She's like, well, where'd you put the gun? He's like, it's sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> so, yeah. And so the, her best friend comes in, the British chick, the next day, and she's telling her everything. And she's like, 
oh, you wouldn't believe this. Oh, before that happens, she goes to check her mail. So she goes downstairs, she gets her mail, she comes back up, and someone's in her apartment. And the person in her apartment is the Russian lady we saw earlier. And she's like, what are you doing in my apartment? She's like, I'm helping my husband use in her Russian accent, which I can't do. I'm helping my husband. No, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> um, your window is broken. It kept opening or closing or doing whatever it wasn't supposed to do. And so it's her and the Russian lady. Are they friends at all? Like, is So it we don't know till this moment here. And she's like, get out of my apartment. My window's not broken. You're just saying that. We all know you come into our apartments when we're not here, oh, when we're at work. Shit. And she's pissed. She's like, this is my personal space. You're invading my space. I know stuff's been missing for months. She's the creeper. Yeah. So she's like, get out. So she's like shoving her out. And then uh, old Biddy that lives just down the hall has her when her door open. She's creeping on the creepers. <laughs> and it's you when you're older. Wait till I'm old. I'm gonna be the best creeper. <laughs> I've got a lot of years to practice. I, I can't wait. I'm gonna perfect it. Like I've been wanting to be old since I was a teenager. <laughs> like I love shuffleboard and bingo and all those things in retirement communities and giving me pills whenever I want them. Like no one questions old people. And they all have sex like crazy. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. Old people haven't made. <laughs> I'm really jealous of their lifestyles. So, anyways, she, old Biddy sees them. She shuts the door. And then, like, Joel sees the old Biddy, but, like, nothing of it. And then the night before we saw Joel's hands were swollen, so she took off this ring. Oh, so she's finally swollen. Yes. Like, but just her hands. Just her they, hands. Yeah, they weren't even swollen. It's like if we ate a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> swelling that would happen from that. So she had taken off the ring. So when the chick leaves, the landlord's wife leaves, the Russian lady, she looks around her house and her ring is missing. So she's pissed. She's hormonal. <laughs> so she goes downstairs. The Russian husband is doing some landscaping. And she says something along the lines of, that's it, your wife's crossed the line one too many times. I'm going to call the cops. My ring is missing. She was in my home. And the um, landlord is like, no, no, I'll get fired if you call the cops. He's like, I'll find the ring. I'll give it to you. It's fine. And she's like, all right, it better. She's like, or I'm calling the cops and the super or the landlord or whoever. Because he's the super. So she's like, I'll call the landlord. So, um... And then, so he seems really apologetic, and she goes, and she's like, by the way, it was my sink that was broken. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, she's, like, being raging bitch at this point. So she goes back, but look, she's pissed. She really thinks, you know, like, yeah. she's like, someone was in my home without permission, like, and I would be pissed, too. Yeah. And if anything was missing, of course that person stole it. You're like, how could you not think that? So then that's when her best friend comes in and she's telling her best friend about what she saw the night before and the conversation she heard of Moss. And she hasn't even mentioned the landlord's wife yet. And she's like, I think I should call the cops. There's this cop I've worked with on this one case because she was a reporter. The big case. The big case. And so she used to help him with investigating stuff and he would give her scoop on the murder cases so she could report on them. So they kind of have like this little deal so she's like so i'll call them and so her best friend makes fun of her I and mean, she's like what are you gonna say oh i saw two men carrying a rug and i heard her say something about fishes she's like, what? i mean she's like what are you gonna do how are you gonna report this you have absolutely no evidence you're going crazy stop listening to the baby monitor this is yes. crazy so then um 
she turns it on again. She's like, no, really. And it's, or it starts turning on by itself. Of or course it like does. That. Yeah, I think that's what happens. And so anyways, now the best friend has heard a conversation about Moss talking about this bitch that disrespected him and the, he says, this town or whatever. And uh, so all this, and she's like now, oh, shit. So as soon as it turns on, miraculously, he yes. happens to be on the phone saying incriminating shit again. Uh, yes. What perfect timing. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. And then so they're hearing, I think they hear more of the affair and and they're finalizing plans. For the okay, so, okay, when they're listening to all these conversations, all of these different com- conversations from different places, where are they putting the monitor? Just, like, walking around? Nowhere. Like, like, the first time it's on her freaking belly on the sofa. Another time it's, like, by her laptop. Like, there's no special, there. like, spot. And, like, <gasps> it's like that movie Signs with the aliens. On the baby monitor. I remember that movie, but I don't remember the baby monitor in the movie. That was, like, the big thing. That's how they knew the aliens were there. Like, it, they could pick up their frequencies on the baby monitor. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I just remember, like, it being very disappointing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember seeing that creepy alien leg in the cornfield and freaking out. Yeah. I remember them being under the... Oh, you know what I remember more vividly? The scary movie spoof on... <laughs> that movie that was way funnier <laughs> so uh that so this is going on she some more stuff happens she contacts her oh okay so that night she is woken up again with the baby she has a cute little funny story with the baby oh we'll go stay up together <laughs> yeah and then she she um, masturbates for about a half hour <laughs> Um, so then she hears some scuffling. Damn, for half an hour. Uh, yeah, girl. You know, you get that one orgasm, you're like, I could do better. I'm just thinking of, I mean, if she's that pregnant, like, yeah, damn. And her man's not around, and you hear about the hormones going crazy True. and how horny people get during their pregnancies. I'm just thinking of the logistics of how you would reach. Like, I mean, you could just like go up <laughs> to the leg. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I'm a very visual person. Yeah, our viewers at home. <laughs> Please write us and let us know how that works. <laughs> I prefer this on Twitter. <laughs> um, so she, uh, so she hears some scuffling, something going on, and then she hears a woman scream. So she goes to the window and she sees the Russian's wife, the Russian falling. Yes, she, she's falling. She hits the sidewalk and she has like a gunshot wound. And so now there's blood everywhere. She calls the cops and she says. A woman was just killed, or there's a woman on the road, and I think she's killed. I think she was, um, she's dead. So then, she she had emailed her cop friend. She hasn't talked to him yet. And then there's an officer in there questioning her because she's the one that reported it, and she's telling him about Moss. And she's like, and they're like, well, did he say who he was going to murder? Did he say these things? And she's like rephrasing it. It's like, okay, like it doesn't, it's not adding up to him. And then the friend cop comes in. She's like, did you get my email? He's like, yeah. And he starts going with the kid gloves on her hard. Like, she is cray. She is hormonal. So nobody believes her in true lifetime form. True lifetime form. And he's like, wow, I knew you were pregnant, but wow, I didn't know you were this pregnant. Dang, you're fat, bitch. Yeah, basically. And then he, like, pats her on the ass and, like, (laughs) (laughs) again, just joking, adding flair. Um, (laughs) So... He, they pretty much are dismissing her, and they're like, 
saying because she, she keeps switching the story to Moss. She's not talking about the Russian woman at all. She's not talking about the landlord's wife, really. They're kind of worried about the dead body. They don't want yes. to hear about her conspiracy theory. Exactly. Understandable. 100%. So then her friend, the cop, he's like, well, give me some of your hair follicles and all this stuff so we can prove. I don't think you, you are guilty. Because they start turning it to her. Like, someone saw you fighting with her, the old biddy down the hall. Oh, yeah. So yes. you were upset. She's like, well, she was in my house. You can ask anyone. She's always in someone's house. If you actually do some detectiving, yeah. like, she's like, you'll find out. You just have to do a little digging. He's like, I always hated your sarcasm. She's like, I always hated your cheap cop-outs. Okay, so they were not, they don't have history. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, so, but I mean, they worked together, but at the same time, I think they would kind of like challenge each other, mm-hmm. and it was like total journalist versus cop. Gotcha. Like, 100%. So they're not like buddy-buddy, but they're not, they, they have a symbiotic relationship here. All right, so he... He says how it could be, she could be um, claimed as some as a person of interest because she was alone. She has no alibi, blah, blah, blah. They had a fight. There's a whole bunch of things. They're in the same building. And where she fell from was at the very top of the building. So at the top of the building, we find out shortly later that they're building a penthouse up there. So it's nothing but construction. And then um, there's also, like, another area that's, like, a patio area, but we find out shortly that it's um, someone that's not – how do you say this again? I was going to remember how to say this correctly. Um, someone that's mentally slow. Okay. <laughs> and he has birds up there. So An apiary? Uh, but not so nice. Okay. <laughs> like cages with pigeons, basically. So, all right, so that's like the upstairs. So that's where she fell from. So she's saying, so you're saying me being pregnant, I went up there at night and I murdered this woman and pushed her off the um, the building. She's like, okay, I could barely go to the elevator without being winded. He's like, I don't think it was you, but let's get these hair samples and all this stuff. Anyways, just to clear your name. So... More stuff happens, more listening. Um, she starts freaking Oh, So she's in the hall. She's in the elevator and runs into Moss. And Moss looks thuggish as hell. So we see him come in the like elevator. Like gold chain. Like lifetime gangster. Okay. Yeah, so basically. So he goes in. He has the glasses. You know, he kind of has the shade all around the face. So he walks in. He, like, bumps into her. And, um, on purpose, like not on purpose, but he doesn't say sorry after he does Cause it. Cause he's a thug. He's hard. He doesn't yeah. have to apologize to anyone. Right. And so she's like trying to say hi and be neighborly, like cause they're neighbors. And, and you think from previous conversations, they actually have somewhat of a neighborly relationship. Like all these neighbors kind of know each other. Of course. So then, um, he gets all, he lives on the top floor. We were heard, but he gets out on her floor. And so he's walking behind her. So she starts getting nervous and rushes to the door. And then he walks past her. So we're starting to get, hmm, what's going on there? So she's listening to more conversations. Best friend comes back over. And she's telling the best friend what happened. She's like, oh, my God, someone bumped into you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So the sorry, I love this best friend. The sarcasm comes out of her like crazy. And um, she's like, well, why didn't you wake me up about the woman dying yeah yeah because like she opens the papers there she's like i tried to call you a few times and she's like you didn't answer and then the friend's like oh well i might have had a few buckets <laughs> <last night." laughs> 
and she was celebrating midterms, and then her and then the journalist is like, "I thought you were a teacher." She's like, "Yeah, it's really tough on me." Uh, yeah, <laughs> and so that was pretty. That was like one of the funnier scenes in the whole movie. And so um, then next scene I remember is there. I think it's the funeral wake party, or it's just a gathering for the mail order bride. Yeah, which is not the mail order bride. It's She's her husband was Russian too. They just came over to the country. He could have still gotten her in the mail. You know that's true. You know, thanks for opening up my eyes. He probably has better connections than normal Americans to get a Russian bride. Actually, you know, you're probably right. And so we actually haven't heard from her friend, the Russian's friend either, the woman, the wife. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard from her friend in a while. She was a big part in the story earlier, and now she's gone. Pretty much everyone that's been part of the conversations. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, before that even happens, the after she tells her best friend about Moss in the elevator, there's a knock on the door, and it's Moss. And so she's, like, freaking out, and it's like, oh, it's Moss. He's like, I just I just wanted to apologize for the other day. For bumping into you. Yeah, and he's like, for bumping into you in the elevator. He's like, I just wanted to say sorry. So she's like. That's normal. Yeah, so she's like, okay. So she has the door open, but with the chain. The chain. Yeah. And he's like, and he is dressed totally different. Now, like, if you didn't know better, you'd think he was just a flamboyant gay man. <laughs> so he was like, the, I mean, that's just the only way I could put it. So he's like, uh, and his demeanor's different, everything. Like, he's just lit up. He's just a total, he does not look thuggish at all. Like, he's just a normal guy. And she's like, um, Oh, really? He's like, yeah, he's like, I, I was um, auditioning for a part, and I was trying to get into the character for a few days before I auditioned. And she's like, oh, I didn't know you acted. He's like, well, I didn't, but I met this woman, and she's been so great. She's been on the phone with me, helping me practice these lines, tell, coaching me in how to speak and how, you know, how to phrase everything. She's been wonderful. And he's like, and now I'm getting these auditions, and I got that part. And, like, so he's like... And so at this time now she's letting him in. He's in the apartment. They're talking, and um, he's like, "I know your your uh, man's gone or his boyfriend or the name of the guy, baby daddy." Yeah, <laughs> like he, you know, he's very appropriate about it. And he's like, "So if you need anything at all, you just let me know. I'll be happy you to help." You need that orgasm. You don't <laughs> have to reach down there. I got you, girl. I will shove the vibrator if you think that's less <laughs> cheating. You know, whatever you need, I'm here. You know, I help the hands. <laughs> so. He's like, yeah. So she's like, oh, I am going crazy. I'm turning these conversations into these things. And she's like, okay. Then that night she finds the ring she thought was missing in her bed. Like she like lays on it. So awkwardly. when she invited him in, was he, did they go into her bedroom? No, okay. no, no, no. It's, no, he is totally clear. Like, Lifetime gives you the all clear. This was a mystery. Oh, so he really, truly is all clear. He is truly all clear. Like, they make it very clear in the way they do this scene. See, so. in my mind was the police came and questioned him immediately. Hey, one of your neighbors said that they heard you on the phone, and now he knows that she was listening to him. No. That's what I thought. They looked into him on the down low and said he's totally clean. Um, And then they go into this a little bit further, but they're like, no, there's no way to look. There's nothing... There's no dirt on this guy whatsoever. This would be really out of character. Squeaky claim. Squeaky claim. Squeaky claim. So, um, and, and they interviewed everyone in the building. So it wasn't like, 
out of the ordinary to interview him. But they're like, definitely no red flags whatsoever. And then you hear this conversation, and she really was just throwing everything out of proportion. And the cops even made jokes about what he said and how that's not how real gangsters talk. So now she really thinks that she's just losing her mind. And that's when everything starts to go downhill for her, right? P- pretty much. I like it. Yeah. So then we have, so she finds the ring. It was in her bed. Then we have the party. So it's like all the neighbors are in this, uh, I think they're in her apartment. I'm not even 100% sure. Okay. She's doing a whole lot for someone who's not just on bed rest, but right. on house arrest. Because she's always going up and down the elevator and the stairs, getting in the yeah. mail, throwing parties. Yeah. And like, she's not supposed to be, but she's going stir crazy. So she's either inside reading or listening to that baby mantra. The baby <laughs> mantra is turning on magically or, you know, so like, um, and, and granted the hosting the party was more, I mean, her friends helping her a lot, like with anything that's a lot of lifting or anything. So like when the party wraps up, you, the friends are one putting everything away and all this stuff. So I don't know if they're doing it as, um, I, I, I forgot why they were doing it. I said <laughs> not trash or something. So anyways, there's all the <laughs> terms. Yeah. So then we have Jules on the sofa eating a plate of food because she's pregnant. Of course. And uh, the husband of the woman that's cheating on him sits down next to Jules. And he's like in her personal space. And he has a drink and he's like, don't look too much into this, uh, this murder, not murder, into what's her name's death, the Russian chick's death. And he's and she's like, can you please back out of the space? So in true lifetime uh, form, you're like, ooh, was he sleeping with her? Did mm-hmm. he like kill her? Like, what's the connection there? Do they have a connection? Because he's the murderer. You know, you're thinking to yourself, like, why is he saying for her not to look into it? He knows she's a journalist. Blah blah blah. So then um, he's just drunk and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Jules gets up. She's walking. She's like, let me go do something. So she's walking. She sees this. Waddling, uh, probably. Waddling. <laughs> and in a room is, he's not a kid, but uh, right away you can tell it's someone with a mental <laughs> disability. Oh, he's and, the one with the. Yes, the okay. birds. So this is the first time we meet him. And she's sitting on, he's sitting on the bed, and she goes and sits next to him. She's like, I've never met you before. You know, hi, how are you? And he's, and he's Moss's brother. So he is sitting there, and he obviously is, like, not Tropic Thunder retardation. (laughs) (laughs) But it is, um, you remember Ben Stiller's character when he does the simple... Oh my god. Yes. And so it's not like that. But it's definitely not Tom Hanks for Forrest Gump. <laughs> so it's somewhere in, in the middle. Tree. Okay. So you know he there's obviously a disability there. But it's always like, What is that in your bed? Like the way he talks, but he's like a grown up but he's not a grown up kind mm-hmm. of deal. So it's it's kinda awkward because it's lifetime acting, so it's just like, oh I know what you're trying to do here. <laughs> <laughs> so they have a couple moments, and she's totally enamored. Moss comes in, and he's like, is he bothering you? She's like, no, of course not. You know, we're just getting to know each other. So he's like, let's go to the party. So now you're like, Moss is like the greatest guy on the planet. <laughs> like, he takes care of his brother. You know, he's living his life. He's just trying to do good. And his apartment, it's wonderful. It's like guitars everywhere. Like, we even got to see his apartment. He's like just a genuinely nice guy. So then the party's... About well, I guess it's not about to be over. We have Moss and the wife, 
that is cheating on her husband are talking. They're all neighbors. All these people are friendly with each other. The husband is drunk as hell, and he's a banker, so his name is now Banker. <laughs> he comes in, and he's like, you're just throwing your tits at everyone. <laughs> he's like, you just found that freshest piece of meat to just find your way to. Yeah. You know? And he's just like throwing her shade. He's like, blah, blah, blah. And so she's like, what are you talking about? And then um, Moss is like, I have a girlfriend. And his brother's like, are you upset? <laughs> and he's like, no, everything's fine. And so anyways, basically party's over. Yeah. Yeah. So this happens. Oh, so at the party, uh, the banker had asked Jules about her boyfriend. Cause he's a musician and he's like, he, he's actually really good. We'd like to hire him for something. Like he's still drunk when he says that he doesn't sound as calm as I do. And he's <laughs> like, hey, um, I'll get you my event, event planner's name. So he can come perform for us or, or do some other event for us or something. So, um, then that, that's key. Cause what comes up later, but anyway, so everyone leaves, then Jules and her best friend, British chick are in the apartment and you hear all this commotion above them and they go to the baby monitor, they go to the baby <laughs> monitor and it's, the wife and she's talking to her lover and she's like I can't I had to get the kids out of here I can't believe he's acting like this I hate when he acts like that and then the lover's like when you tell me things like that it makes me want to murder him and she's like oh he's like well Friday she's like yes Friday so um then they're like oh and there's a knock at the door at her door yeah at Jules door so Jules goes to the door and it's drunk husband oh damn and she's like Okay, so her and the friend are like, uh, and he's like, oh, here's the number to my event planner. And she's like, well, you know, you, uh, so she warns the husband, you should be careful with your wife. You, you embarrassed her today. You could push her. Everyone has their limits. And he goes, oh, I know. And so you're like shading, foreshadowing what's going on. And then we see a clip of what happened. So he and the wife go upstairs and he's like, you are making a fool of yourself. And she's like, get off of me. Like he's holding her or something. So this is all still just on the baby monitor. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, maybe this is when she's telling her lover what's going on. So we get the replay. And then um, she's like, so then she runs out of the room. She, the nanny takes the kids out and then they're fighting and she slaps him. And I think that was the end of it. So anyways, now we have this, but Jules really thinks that the wife is going to kill the husband at this point. And she doesn't on like Friday. the husband. Yeah, on Friday. She doesn't like the husband, but she also thinks that she is a she should be she doing She doesn't want something. him to be dead. Yes. So she's calling her cop friend, telling him this. And they already don't believe her. Of course, by at all. So he's at her apartment, the cop friend at Jules' apartment, and um, he's saying something about her gun. He's like, so did you have a Beretta? And she's like, yeah, it got stolen two years ago. Jules does? Yes. And she's like, but it got stolen with everything else. He's like, well, you never put it in the police report. And she's like, oh, you've been checking up on me. He's like, well, the Russian woman was killed with, with a Beretta and a silencer. She's like, that's the most common gun in the United States of America. You should know that <laughs> or something like that. Statistics, statistics. Yeah. I'm a journalist. Bam, bam, oh. bam. <laughs> so, um. So he's like, well, I'm just saying it's looking, you know, it's not like you're guilty. Yes. He's like, I'm the only one that knows you had a gun because she got this gun after a case they did together. And so she's like, it's registered, but she never reported it stolen. And then 
What happens? I don't know. Some things happen. <laughs> the the boyfriend comes home. Musician boyfriend. Musician boyfriend comes home. Um, she's like, I gotta make a call. She calls it. She's telling about the stuff. The boyfriend walks in on her having the conversation about the murder, and she's like, the blood's gonna be on your hands. She's talking to her cop friend, and he's like, what's going on? So <laughs> she like catches him up to speed, and unlike Lifetime, he's on board. He, like, thinks she's crazy at first, but then he's like, you know what? If you're going to do this, he's like, well, I'll I'll go stake out this area. Because now they're, like, finalizing. The lover and the wife are finalizing the place. And they're saying it's the sky place. I don't even know what it's called. And he's like, um, but we're going to stake it out together. He's like, we're not going in. And then we're going to my mother's till all of this blows over. I don't want us in this building. At this point, I'm going to say there was two murders at this point. I can't remember who else might have died. So she agrees they're going to do the thing. So she's trying to research where they're going to meet. She can't find it. She can't figure it out. Um, The boyfriend has to go somewhere. The best friend is in charge of monitoring her while this is going on. And But then we find out she's writing a novel at the same time. The journalist? The, not the journalist. The best friend that's a teacher. Okay. So And so she's like, well, I'm going to go up and I'm, I'm in a really good part. I'm just going to write some more and I'll be right back down. And she's like, yeah, fine. No worries. You know, like I'm here. So then, um, she, she's on the phone. She's like, I figured something out. She had opened the newspaper and there was a big ad for the boyfriend of, um, no, that hasn't happened yet. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, she figures out where the, the sky thing is. And they're talking about the penthouse. So she runs up to the penthouse with the boyfriend, and the wife that's been cheating is dead. And so, and her lover is shocked. Oh, shit. There. Now, the brother of Moth, the one that has the mental handicap, is... Or does he? Or is he acting, too? Or, oh, yes. Yeah, we also found out that he had beat a girl senseless before. He got upset with her, and he beat her in... So they had, they, we don't see the photos till later, but we're, we've been told about this. And that there's a screw loose. The way the cops talk about him, they're like, there's a screw loose. They call him a simpleton. Like, oh my God. Uh, like so politically incorrect. Like, they're just like, he just raged out and this is his thing, you know? Like, so maybe he murdered this person. But so, anyways, they go at the roof, they find the two bodies. He is in a corner and he's uh, saying, like, weird stuff and there's blood all over his jacket so the cops are called they all go in they're trying to pin it on moss's brother and they're and she's like no way there's no way he did some cold blood why would he do that and they're like showing her the photos look at this and they're like patronizing (laughs) the fuck out of her they're treating her like a piece of shit like blah 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 and like well there's only so many answers you were up there your boyfriend was up there and he was up there who you know who killed them blah 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 so she uh, the boy, the lover was not dead, so he went to the hospital. While this is all going on, the Russian land, our super, is in Jules' apartment fixing that sink. Finally, yes. So you know, but this has only all been over like four or five days. So okay, <laughs> yeah. So he starts hearing the magical baby monitor. Oh my off, gosh! And he starts hearing these conversations on there. And he goes over there and he's trying to figure it out. Anyways, it's behind the laptop. He confronts Jules about that. He's like, 
I left Russia because the States was always listening. In America, you're supposed to have freedom. He's like, you've been spying on me. I have no safety here. He's pissed. Yeah. He's like, da 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 and so he takes, he grabs his hammer, and now he like, smashes the baby monitor. He does. But at this point, you're thinking, okay, everyone could be a murderer yeah. at this point. You know, like, who isn't the murderer? So he smashes it. And then he goes up to the husband of the cheating wife. In the hospital? No, he's at home drinking. And so. Oh, the lover was in the, okay. Yeah, the lover is in the hospital. And he's like, so he starts talking to the husband, and he's like, Oh, these women, he's like... It just be crazy. Basically, and he's just saying how he spies on people, and he knows things, but it's okay because he's a man, and he knows how to keep <laughs> oh information. But Jules doing this is dangerous because she's a woman. You silly and, little woman. Yeah, basically. And he's like, I took care of that for you. He's like talking about the machine. And so he's like, and he's implying like crazy that the husband got his wife killed now he already had a lullaby because jules of course threw that out there he was in a meeting with five other people so he has they say lullaby lullaby. or maybe it was a lullaby he went to sleep (laughs) um so so it's and then jules is like well he could have hired someone and anyway so now the land or the super is really like pushing that the husband is guilty of all this he's like these women, they get in our way, and he's like, but we will take care of them. And you kind of start thinking, all right, is he the one killing these people the way he hates everyone like this? But he's not saying he, the only thing he said he took care of was. And people's apartments have been broken into, so someone had to have access. And he does. And he does. Yeah, so um, we're like, oh, so now you're like, okay, the husband or him, the husband could have hired someone. What's going on? Then Jules finds the giant ad, and the ad is of the lover, because now she knows what he looks like as a male escort. Oh, shit. So she's like, huh. So you don't know what she's thinking, but she, like, calls up, says she's onto something. And so she now, after she saw that she had the run-in with the super, she starts having pregnancy pains, and she goes down. The best friend we now see an image of her in her apartment typing on a computer and the phone rings and she picks up her phone she's like oh i'm, I'm so sorry jules i'll be right down just got carried away oh and then it happens to be her mom she's, so she's like mom oh i can't believe you're up or something like that so now she's on the phone with her so jules is downstairs she's having the pain she's going into labor yes something's okay. happening with her the the land, the super and the husband are in the room drinking and he's like upset with the super. So he stomps out of the room, goes to Jules apartment. There's uh right before he does, the best friend is down there. There's stuff all over the floor. Like things got knocked down because Jules was in pain and like flailing around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's like, Oh my gosh, you can't find her. So she's looking everywhere for her in the apartment and then the husband comes down, and he's like, oh, I saw her get in the cab 20 minutes ago. I think she was going Jules. to house. Okay, is she fake pregnant, or is she real pregnant? She's real pregnant. Okay. And so he's like, because she could be the murderer. Right? I know. Well, because they're also implying that the whole time. Yeah. Like, everyone could be a murderer in this. So um, he's like, oh, she left to the hospital 20 minutes ago. Or I just saw her get in the cab. You know, you should go to the hospital, be with your friend. The best friend locks up the apartment. And he's kind of just standing there. And now we're back. We're on the roof. There's Jules. 
She's on the roof now. Okay, so they just saw her get in a cab, but now she's up on... She's very active in labor (laughs) morning. Yeah, but he (laughs) said that to the best friend to get her out of the building. okay. Because he knew she was somewhere. He didn't really see where she went, but he's looking for her. That's why he went down (laughs) to her apartment in the first place. Best friend beat him to the punch. There, she wasn't there. Things were flared, flared around. And the best friend has a key to her apartment, so she just goes in and out as she places. So um, we now see Joel's on the roof. She's looking around for something. Then, like, between two wooden things, of course, she sees something out of the corner of eyes blue. And so she starts lifting up. There's the gun and the gloves. Her gun. Well, the gun that was used to murder the, the one that was stolen from wife. her. We don't know if it's the one stolen from her, but it's the one that was used to kill the cheating wife and most likely not with the, the fishes. Not with the fishes. Not with the fishes. <laughs> so then the husband goes up there where Jules is. She's hiding. She has the gun, and he finds her one way or another. I wasn't paying attention again. They're uh, in the parking lot. She's driving. He's like, we're going to go somewhere. She's like, no, please, no. He's like, no. He lays out the whole story during these scenes in the car. So what had happened was. What had happened was. <laughs> he was getting blackmailed by the friend of the Russian for some reason or another. And she was wanting too much money. So he called the lover of the wife to murder her. Or to, she, he hit her and she died. He didn't mean to murder her. And then the other guy helped him clean it up. And that's what she saw in the van. So that was real. So she did see them carrying a body and a shoe drop and all that stuff. Now we find out also during this scene that the husband hired the male escort slash lover to sleep with his wife. He first hired him as the dog walker, hoping that his wife would start the affair with him. But the wife was actually more faithful than he gave her credit for. And he wanted her to leave the relationship. Like, that's what he was hoping for. He didn't want to be married to her anymore. He wanted her to leave or away so he would get the money. I don't know what he would want. Something to do with the kids. I can't quite remember what exactly he said. And um, so then when the guy wasn't sleeping with her, he's like, well, why aren't you sleeping with her? He's like, she's an attractive woman. What's going on? He's like, I don't mess with a married woman. He's like, well, what if I pay you $1,000 a week to sleep with my wife once a week? Does she have any choice in this? No. So okay. <laughs> seduce her. And gotcha. Like, you know, because she's, she's not getting anything from her husband. He's not giving her anything. He insults her constantly. He's abusive. Trying to get her to leave. Yeah. And so now he's developing the relationship with the wife, the lover, the male escort. Then... Wife talks the male escort into killing her husband. They both want the other one dead. He wants his wife dead because he realizes he can't get any money without her. Actually, she's the one with all the money. He's a banker, but, but her family's she's rich. She's the one who actually has the money. Yep. So if they divorce or whatever, he gets shit. So he doesn't want that to happen. He needs her dead so he can get the money. So him and now the escort are like BFFs. And they're meeting constantly, and that's why he helped him with the body. He actually killed the Russian wife, the male escort did, because she got in on the situation with the best friend. So that's why she died. Then he was conspiring with the wife to kill the husband. He brings her up to the roof, shoots her, and then shoots himself. Holy shit! Oh my gosh. 
Jules figured this out because she knew that that wife would never hire a male escort, so she had to be tricked into having a relationship with him. Wait, how does she know this? Because she's like, like pregnant intuition. Say, I guess so. Say what you will, but she's not the type to pay for it. And then um, the cops are kind of already on this path to their side storyline. They already have figured out that the male escort is the one. The murderer. Yeah. And he, he's the one that killed uh, the wife. So they're in the car. They're driving. The whole storyline is unveiling and unreal. <laughs> it was so great. And then so you see on the dashboard the seatbelt <laughs> lights. What? So, like, who has their seatbelts on uh-huh. or not? And I don't know if you could, like, turn off someone's seatbelt from there, but she pushes a button, and then she, like, moves the steering wheel. She's like, get off of me! And she's, like, trying to get him hurt, and I, I don't know. Next scene, the cops are there. <laughs> or she called OnStar or some shit like that. <laughs> I don't even know. And um, the cops come, and they arrest the husband, and she's fine, and... um. Then I think our next scene is her and the best friend walking on the scenic route on this boardwalk. And she's telling her best friend the whole story. Is she so, still pregnant? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. She's not pregnant anymore. Oh, and she's, she's pushing not. a stroller. She's pushing a stroller. Aww. And so her and the best friend, and she's recapping the story again in case you didn't catch it. <laughs> she's wrapping it up. The best friend says she has to go because I think her book's getting picked up or something. She's going to meet with the publisher. And then the boyfriend shows up, and they're both looking at the baby, and it ends on a happy scene of them both holding the baby by the water. And, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the best friend has something to do with it. You know, at, at one point, you kind of think it, too. And, that, like, they don't really allude to her too much, but you're just thinking at one point, okay, well, maybe, because why you, not? You think yeah, everyone. You kind of do. Like, they really put it on heavy for the one with the mental disability and the husband. Mm-hmm. So, and then when the husband has the lullaby or all alibi, <laughs> however you want to say it. Um, Does he sing it to the new baby? Oh, probably from jail. I probably call him. <laughs> on the baby monitor. He'll sing to it from jail. <laughs> Hush, little baby. And uh, the husband can record it on his album because he's a yes, musician. Yes. And he plays a stand-up bass. Oh, yeah, he never called his girlfriend while he was away. I was wondering, like, how did he just had to be caught up on everything, like, once he gets home. Yeah. The, and she she brings that up, and he's like, you know me, I'm a stand-up bass guitarist. Oh, you're always home. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know technology oh and um, or some shit like that. And I, weirdness. But, yeah, I mean, it was... It was definitely not Alfred Hitchcock, <laughs> but it was definitely supposed to be a spin on that. But, like, if we were to do a spin on that and what we would create, it was like if we wrote a movie. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of murder in that. I like that. Yeah, there, there was. Um, and I probably should have paid a little more attention. I probably took notes on that one because it was a lot. A lot, yeah. yeah. But then I would have never been ready for you to come <laughs> to record. I'm impressed you remembered all of that. Out of order, mostly, but... That's okay. <laughs> it's exciting. Oh my gosh. Um, All right, I need some more rosé. Yeah, can we please pour yes. some more rosé? Yes. All right. It is time for some more wine. Do you want to make it a two-parter? Or... Yeah, let's do two-parter. All right. Pour, pour, pour rosé all day. Okay, guys. So we will see you in the next episode. We'll give you an ending this time instead of just stopping and starting. And two-parter. I'll share my story next. Yes. As we continue drink. Yes. The rosé all day.